I'm forever mindful of. To my, to my mother and my father and the ministry, thank you for, mother, thank you for always disciplining me. Y'all don't know, but sometimes it's good to have somebody who will tell you the truth. So I thank you for that. For my father, I could go on and on, but I enjoy what you pour into me. To my wife of, of 28 years, amen. I, I, I probably should be saying, never would have made it. <laughs> but when you put God as head of your life, he'll wipe away some things. To this great family, I want to thank New Mission as a whole. As I've been away for the three years, there has never been anyone in here that I have ever called and asked of anything that y'all have not done. And you just don't know what that means to me. So I thank y'all as a whole. Thank you for accepting me as part of the family. Amen. If we have our Bibles, let's turn to Jeremiah, the third chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. Jeremiah, the third chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. I don't mind waiting on you because God waited on me. Amen. So when we have it, let us say amen. 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 And it reads as such in your hearing. Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return thy backsliding Israel, says the Lord, and I will not cause my anger to fall upon you, for I am a merciful, I am merciful, says the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thy iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and has scattered thy ways to the strangers upon every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Turn, O backslidden children, says the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you, one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and our key verse, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You may be seated. Amen. If I was to title this, I'm going to title this, The Tears That You Don't See. The Tears That You Don't See. Uh, Jeremiah is the one who is speaking here at this time. Let me pray first. Heavenly Father, as I come before you, Lord, decrease me so that thou will increase. Holy Spirit, may I have this dance with you once more and again. Lord, do what only you can do. Line up and pull out and line it up every way that you will have it to be. Let the power of the Holy Spirit take rule and abide in everything that is said. Uh, Jeremiah is the speaker, and he was speaking to a backsliding uh, nation. He is called to proclaim the gospel to a backsliding place. Uh, it's no difference in Willie today. Uh, he was a prophet. He's trying to bring the truth to people to understand the truth about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And today is no different than the 21st century because at that time they had slid into idolatry and apostasy. They had turned away from God. I, I, I want to take time to break this down because the truth of the matter is 
Today's society, we have a lot more churches, but there is truly a turning away from God. Because when we come to church anymore, we don't just want to come to church. We just really, a lot of us just come to be entertained. But I want to hear to tell you the truth is that we did not come here to be entertained, but because he was created to worship him in spirit and in truth. In order to worship him in spirit and truth, you got to turn away from entertainment and learn to get to the truth. Quit listening to a lie and thinking that a lie is going to get you somewhere. I didn't come here to lie to you. I didn't come here to tickle your fancy. I came here to tell you the truth about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I came here to tell you about a dead person. Actually, I'm going to speak about myself, myself, me, myself, and I, because I once myself was a dead person, because, you know, I like to do everything that the world like to do for a while. I was just used as a puppet on a string. And when I found out the truth that the people that I thought was entertaining, they was really using me, I decided that I got tired of being puppetized. I got tired of being pulled this way and that way to go no way that I decided to trust Jesus. Is anybody in the house here ready to trust the word of God? If you done tried everything else, don't you think it's time to try the word of God? You done tried grandma's ways. You done tried Papa's ways, you done tried your ways, and nothing's got you anywhere. Why don't you try the word of God? Why don't we try the logos? The word of God. And Jeremiah, he has to go to some people who don't want to hear nothing. And in this world today, a lot of people, they come to church, but they don't really want to hear nothing. They don't want to hear nothing. They come to church, pastor, for us to justify where they're at. They, don't, they, they come in, they come in, they sit down, act like they want to be counseled, and when you start telling them the truth, then they start looking at you like you're crazy. No, you ain't crazy. You learn to stand for where you stand. You learn to let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Listen here, listen here, listen here. And you know the, the little story, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. The story says that all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty together again. Check out what they said. They said all the king's horses and all the king's men. What do you think would have happened if he would have called on the king of kings? <laughs> oh, the Lord, the Lord. See, 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 he, he had an earthly situation, and he used an earthly remedy to heal an earthly situation. If you really want to get healed, you need to try Jesus. Had he called on the king of kings, and Lord of lords, somebody would have got him together. I know something about that, because when I was in all these pieces in this world, Jesus came down and put Mark Stevens back together, piece by piece, part by part, part by part. Well, I was so messed up, torn apart, Jesus said, I gotcha. So, 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 so you got to proclaim things to folks who don't want to hear things. And, and, and you tell them the truth. And so you just can't cry, cry out to one side. You got to cry out to the other side. Because when, you, when you're speaking the gospel, evangelizing, you got to watch the folks who are behind you. Because as you're giving the truth forward, there are those who are behind you, coming behind you, trying to change. And that's one of the things that, that, that Paul went through. When Paul was on his missionary trips, a lot of problems he had, as soon as he would leave the town. As soon as he would leave the town, there was a group that would come behind him and would tell the folks who heard the truth, who seen the truth, who knew the truth, that you needed more. Part of us don't understand about being a saved is because 
Because salvation is free. And since we've been working for everything in our life, we keep wanting to add something to something that is free. <laughs> See, I know, I know we're not used to having something free. I, I, I get a little stuck up. You know, when people call you on the phone and say, you want something, I, I usually back up because I know with worldly folks, there's a, there's a cost to the thing. But when Jesus calls me, see, when he calls, I know it's free because I'm not relying on what the world has to say because when Jesus calls you, he don't use a 1-800. He don't use Sprint. He don't use Verizon. What he does is he'll wait till you get alone in your quiet time. Therefore, can't no one interrupt your phone call. I'm so glad that I'm hooked up even when I try to sleep sometimes at night. Do you understand he wires me up? He wakes me up even when I don't want to be woke up. And he can talk to me all night long and he's the only one that I can talk to all night long and still get up early in the morning and just be as fresh as the morning do rain. Oh, I love talking to Jesus. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. He says, you got to talk to you got to talk, you got to talk to some people because if you don't talk to them, my anger will fall upon them for I am merciful. Mercy, 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 mercy. Mercy is the part that has kept us when we couldn't get ourselves together. The Bible says goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I realized two things. Mercy held things off of me. It, it held things off of me. It held things off of me. Come, come here, Grant. It held things off of me till I got myself together. But then the scripture says the goodness and mercy shall follow me. So therefore, even in sanctification, in my process of getting better, getting to know Jesus Christ, mercy every now and then has to reach out in front and pass some things. As I'm stepping closer to Christ, and I don't do right, mercy reaches around and says, no, Mark, you can't do that. He said, because you're set, you've been set apart. And since you've been set apart, I still got to protect you like I protect you before you came to Christ. Do you understand? If it had not been for his mercy, oh, my God. See, I need grace, but I also need mercy. I need mercy right now because I don't always have it together. Diane, 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 she in the house. Uh, uh, Diane, um, uh, last year when I was working on my house, mm -hmm, I don't have it all together. Uh, I was working on my house and the contractor kept messing up. And so I was at a point to where, uh, you know, the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Okay, so so, so I, was, I was at that point where, where I was angry, but I can't sin not. So, so, so what I did, when we got to the point where we couldn't see eye to eye, and, and you know, when you cross about my money, I, I, get, I can get a little, go back to old Mark. And, so, and, so, and so, 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 so the Lord had to talk to me and move me off of my property. Now I said, now Lord, we really need to have a meeting now. And so, so the, the contractor didn't understand just because he was a little bit bigger than me, the size of me. He was looking at my physical. He didn't know the spirit that dwelleth on the inside of me that has to strip to take care of anything that's bigger than me. So what the Lord said, I want you to do me a favor, Mark. Just go to the street and settle down. Well, I went to the street and I settled down, and then I come into church and run into Pastor Venice. <laughs> Doctor, I, I run into Dr. Good. <laughs> 
So I run into Dr. Good, but Venice knows his sheep. You remember. I come in, he's talking to Pastor Harper, and he stops in the middle of the sentence and looks over at me and says, Doc, what's wrong? He knew that this sheep was getting ready to turn into a goat and start biting some things. After he spoke to me from the spirit, it calmed me down, and I went and wrote a check and told them folks to leave my property. One of the greatest things I ever did, because it was only a test to see if I would lower down. Because this is what people do. When you're in the ministry, a pastor, when they start working on stuff, the first thing all they want to talk about, a pastor, pastor, uh-uh, you ain't godly. You're just doing work for me. Let's get it straight. Pastor, pa no, no. I believe in God. You're trying to fool me. So when I got done with being trying to be fooled, I got rid of the issue. There are some things you have to deal with. You have to just let it go. God says, I am a merciful God. And just like I've been merciful for you, I want you to have mercy on other folks. So I, I, when I run through, I don't hold nothing against him because it's past. My God has supplied all of my needs, therefore, that don't hinder me no more. I'm so glad I'm hooked up to the Lord. He says, and, and what we got to do is we got to quit acting like sin is not sin. He, sa he, says, he, says, he says, I'm only merciful only when you acknowledge your condition. He, he says, as long as you keep trying to fool yourself. If you keep trying to fool yourself, I will take mercy up off you. What people don't understand, grace and mercy is a gift from God. Therefore, you don't have the audacity. You have the audacity to try to order when God's going to give it to you. You don't know when he's going to give it or if he's going to give it. You need to understand you have to depend upon the word of God. He says, only when you acknowledge what you're doing wrong. See, sometimes I, I don't want to acknowledge how bad I was, but uh, God says he uses the foolish things. To, to, the foolish things. He, he, he uses, oh, he uses the foolish thing. He uses a Mark Stevens. A foolish thing. He, he'll, use, he'll use those who've been talked about. He used foolish things. He, he'll, he'll use those that no one want to be around. Those, you know those folks that, you know, when they come to church, they smell. We, don't, we act like we don't. God says, I'm trying to use them so you can see yourself. He said, I use the foolish things. I to think, the way I'm going to do this thing, you don't understand what I'm doing. I'm going to use. See, see, you counted them out, and I counted them in. He said, just like I counted you in, I count them in. Don't you know your brother and sister when you see them? Oh, somebody need to help me with the Lord here. Only when we acknowledge the things that we're doing wrong. And it's not that I do things wrong against you, but first I ought to be considering that I did things against the Lord Jesus Christ. See here in Jeremiah, he's not really speaking to, to, to sinners. He's actually speaking to the believers. He's talking to us. See, he's, he's speaking to the children of Israel. Believers, those like us. Those who gather every Sunday morning and those who, 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 who want to only open the Bible on Sunday morning. Those who, 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 who say they love Jesus but will never attend a, a prayer meeting. Those who uh, 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 say they, they understand the Bible but I, I've yet to ever see them at a, a Bible study class. But then they want to tell, tell you what the Bible is saying. How can you tell me about something that you have never took time to dig down and read what's going on the inside? Oh my God, somebody help me. I get so 
tired of folks trying to tell me about something that they have never heard. Don't tell me about what you heard. Tell me about what you know. He says, the Lord God, he, he, says, he says, they have transgressed against me so much and they, they have done this thing so long that they're numb to what they're doing. And now they have scattered their ways among other churches. I know we all churches want to grow, but let's not grow at the cost of losing the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. What good is it to have a big church with no power? No, 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 no. The church ought to be the first thing that sets things apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep looking on a, a public man, but the truth of the matter is many churches is theirs on a corner. There ought to be no drugs stuck nowhere in Madisonville. If we can get every church in Madisonville to come together and, 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 and quit acting like we don't see what we see. If it's your child, it's your child. If he's sinning, he's sinning. And if it's a transgression against the Lord, sin is sin. There's no big white sin, no little black sin. Sin is sin. So we got to get to the place where we acknowledge we acknowledge everything and quit trying to hide behind our family members. Quit trying to hide behind things that's not true. I remember growing up in East End. Uh-oh, you're going to get in trouble. I remember growing up in East End. We used to have the railroad tracks come down, go across there, and the trains used to come. And so uh, we liked the furniture. And so, so there was a time. <laughs> Sister Hamilton told me, shh. <laughs> there, there was a time back then when the, the, the youth would steal from the train. And I remember when the first lazy back, uh, lazy back chairs came out and those fans, and everybody on the street had... I mean, everybody on the street was comfortable. <laughs> and, and so what we did was we were Christians but since we wanted to be comfortable, we justified it. We, 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 we justified it because, it's, you know, everybody else is doing it. We made it legal in our own eyes, in our own sight, in our own mind. But God says no, because sin is sin. Oh, y'all with me today? He, 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 says, he says, when you acknowledge what you've done wrong. Now, when you've done wrong, there's always a lesson in the wrong. I've learned a lot. <laughs> there's always a lesson in the wrong. I've learned a whole lot. But I see God's hand in all that I did wrong. Because until you can see yourself you won't address yourself. And God had to take time to start showing me me. Because what I used to look at in the mirror, I could adjust it with my own eyes. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Because I can get so caught up in myself and start seeing things that's not really true. I can claim to be right and just be as messed up from the flow up. But when I start seeing myself as I truly am, I can see that Christ was not in me at those things. He didn't make me want to steal. He didn't make me want to do these things. But I desired to be like other folks, and I'd done the things that I know that were not of God. 
He says, when my people turn, O backslidden children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. God says, I am married to you. And uh, the truth of the matter is most folks don't really like that word married. Uh, we, 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 call, we call it married. <laughs> because, see, marriage brings a commitment. I'm, I'm, you know, and, and for a man, I'm going to hurt y'all, but uh, the truth of the matter is that we're called to die for our wives. Yeah, we we got we to die. It might be one of the questions I might have to ask Jesus when I get to heaven. Why'd you have to go so far? But, 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 you know, but we, we, we got we to gotta die for our wives. But the truth of the matter is, slowly as you emerge, your wife is dying for you. I see how when I'm going through that my wife has to go through but I'm going, Portia, you've been dying for 20 years. Slowly, because you're married to him. And what he feels, you feel. And when he feels you feel bad, he feels bad because he's still married between two hard places. And neither place can he divorce. He can't walk away from you, but he can't walk away from Jesus because he knows if he leaves Jesus, he'll lose you. I had to learn that too. My, at one time, I, my wife was studying something. I thought I lost my wife because she was studying so heavy, and I had to realize, no, she's studying because she learned to love Jesus. And now that I see that she loves Jesus, now she learns how to love me more. She don't, she don't look at my failures or what I don't get done. She understands my heart. Jesus says, I'm married to you because I understand your heart. I'm trying to get you to understand my heart. Mm. He says, he says, turn. When you turn back, he said, I'm married to you according to your He says, and, and, and I will give you some pastors according to my own heart, which shall feed you with the knowledge and understanding. Let's talk about the tears that we don't see. He says, first thing he says, and I will give you. I. We vote on a pastor. Make sure that it came from God. We, we, we go through a ceremonial vote, but you need to make sure that he knows something about God. He should demonstrate some kind of godly form before you choose him. It's not about the car he drives or where he works at, none of that. What it is, he says, because I will give him after my own heart. So a pastor goes through something that a lot of folks can't handle. What we don't understand, and I'm just coming up on three years, is, is that God works with a pastor in a different realm of time. Man's time is Kronos time, but God's time is Kairos time. And so what he does is he'll take a pastor and, and he'll pull him out of a situation because we can't see what's going on in this man's life. And when he was down in children's church, God was working with him from, from a Kronos to a Kairos time. And every time he told Venice to turn, you turn like a clock. No, that's way, the other way. Spin around, son, spin around. <laughs> every time, stop right there. Every time Venice would turn so far, God would stop him and reveal something bigger than him. And before he moves a pastor again, he has to make sure that he's got that lesson. And then slowly he turns him a little bit farther 
till he gets to another position and God walks with him through that position till he can see what's going on because we can't see the whole church. Notice I can't see what's behind me, but now I can see y'all. Then when God moves to another one, he moves him back to the face of him. And when God gets his man face to face, when we get into the presence of the Lord face to face, that's why the church is backslidden because we refuse to turn face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. If we ever get to the place where we want to get face to face, mercy and grace, that's face to face. Now, when the pastor gets weak, when he can't go no stronger, what the associates are supposed to do is they're supposed to come in here and get into it and strengthen us again. Because even though God is turning, you don't know what the pastor is going on to. So every now and then, y'all got to come in and encourage your pastor. You've got to encourage your pastor. After all, he's been to all the hospitals encouraging you. He's been to every, every little, 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 he's wedding, he's tired. He preaches three Sundays, three times on a Sunday. He keeps going. He thinks he's Superman, but he, he, and he keeps going. <laughs> and some people in the church actually believe that you're Superman. But the S is not for Superman. The S stands for servant. He's a servant. He's not Superman. He is a servant. And what we don't understand is in the midst of everything, while he's encouraging and lifting us up, he has a tear. There are times when he cries on the inside. He can't share it with you because he's trying to encourage you. Instead of you trying to help him, he's trying to help you. Broken, shattered, upset, disappointed. One thing that hurts a pastor is when he's poured so much into someone and they become a jump rope Christian. A jump rope Christian is one who jumps in something and then when the thing gets hot, they jump out. If you're in a ministry that you have to jump out, you shouldn't have never jumped in. Because God did not call you to be a part-time or nothing. He said he is married to you. So since he's married to you, it's not a part-time love affair. So, so, so when he's going through, the pastor has to be different. This word pastor, a pastor has a heart that is protective and guards his flock from Satan's snares. This pastor, a, a pastor has a heart that is attentive and seeks to know his people's cares. S, a pastor's heart is sacrificial and for a sheep and he will give his all. I'm talking about Venice. A pastor's heart is tender and listens to the spirit call. Not to what men call, but what the God has called him to do. A pastor's heart, it is obedient and hears the master's command. Are. A pastor heart is reflective and kidders, considers he is, he is but a man. All he does, he has to go back every day and realize he gets a toothache. He has to realize he gets a headache. He has to realize there's some Sunday mornings he just don't feel like getting up. After all, I can understand because I've been there too. I've just turned 28 uh, <laughs> Felt good. 
felt good. <laughs> now, on June the 28th, I just turned 57, and um, one of the things I got was a broken heart. Because after evangelizing and, and, and encouraging everybody, I had to realize that I'm human too. And so I've been dealing with my mom for oh, quite some time, and she has dementia, and she is, is up, up to another stage. And for the first time in my life, I go to see my mom, and she did not recognize me. I don't know about you, but it broke my heart. And then I have to turn around and go prepare to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but it's hard to write a sermon when the sermon is bigger than you. You don't know where to start nor where to end. I didn't know where to start from the, from the beginning or go to the end because part of me is torn, rent from the veil, from the top to the bottom of my heart. I can't share everything with everybody, so I have learned one thing about preaching. If you are a minister, I suggest you get a hymn book. You need a hymn book. If you're going to walk through this thing here, you need a hymn book. If you work in any kind of ministry, I suggest you get a hymn book. Because when there's no one else to talk to, you need to be able to encourage yourself. Mm. Don't go to friends because they just messed up too. You got to go to somebody who can encourage you. And sometimes folks that you go to can't help you. How can they help you when they don't know what you're going through? Mm. So I've learned to go to the hymn book. And on page nine, there is, oh, how I love Jesus. Yeah. I've learned to go to a hymn book. On page 27, there is blessed assurance. What I like about blessed assurance is because it comes from the body of Jesus Christ. Notice I didn't say insurance. I said assurance. That means that I know that the blood of Jesus has covered this thing. I got assurance not insurance because if you count on my money it might be funny but I got Jesus Christ and he will supply all of my needs you have the assurance of the blood of Jesus Christ well I went keep on because the tears kept rolling from my eyes not from the outside but from the inside so I turned to page 79 at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the bird of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. That faith word, that faith, I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. Yeah, not just on Monday, not just on Tuesday, not just on Wednesday, not just on Thursday, but all the day. When you got Jesus, you got an all day thing. Well, that didn't help me get out of my situation. So I had to keep on going. I went to page 84. It says there is a fountain filled with blood. Draw from Emmanuel's vein. I understand now because I'm talking about myself. I went down to the fountain and I was drawn out by Emmanuel's vein. And sinners plunged beneath that flood shall lose all their guilty stains. 
I was plunged down real low, but I was plunged under the blood of Jesus Christ, so my sins have been removed. Well, if that don't get you and you feel like the Lord done passed you by, let me help you out a little bit more. If you turn the page, 162, it says, pass me not. Hey, 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 hey. Whatever you're doing, Lord Jesus, pass me not. Pass me not. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior, because I need you. I need you to hear my humble cry. I told you they don't see the tears, but God sees the tears. And he says, I will wipe every tear from your eyes. Oh, my God. Well, I was still in the midst of things. And then I went to page 217. He says, no, not one. That puts me in the crowd. There's not a friend like the holy Jesus. No, not one. Hey, hey. Well, well I remember a story of a little boy and his father crossing the field. When, when he was young, the boy used to hold to his father's hand, so he never did stumble. But as he gets older, that's what we do in Christ. When we think we can walk on our own, we let go of God's hand. So I turn to page 248. He says, hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand. Hey, 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 hey. But now that I'm a child of God, I understand something else that is bigger than me. On page 493, he says, I'm on the battlefield for my love. I am on the battlefield for my love. And I promise to him that I, I'm going to serve him till I die. Yes, I'm on. Yeah. 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 So we got to get this thing to a place that we understand that even though in the past of Christ, we got to learn how to, 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 to lift him up because he's here preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, what is this gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, the gospel of Jesus Christ is his death, burial, and resurrection. It's not a, not a fun-filled thing, but it's the best thing. And let me tell you again, because because when you start relating to with your salvational move, when I understand that I had to die to Mark Stevens, so I could be buried under the blood of Jesus Christ, that God loved me so much. He's John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he sent woo, his only begotten son, that whosoever. Now, that's where the church is missing. We keep thinking that it's for a special race, but it's for whosoever. Because if it was by a race, I wouldn't be included, because y'all might choose a race that I'm not. But since I chose Jesus Christ, it's not by a race, but it's by his might. <laughs> Hey, hey, and when you understand that it's all about Jesus, you won't see color. You won't see other things. Really, when you get in the power of worship, I don't see what color you are. I don't see what clothes you got on. All I see is the blood of Jesus Christ. And since the blood of Jesus Christ has washed me, cleansed me, and made me whole, now I stand in a different position. Is anybody willing to stand with Jesus? Hey, hey, well, let me tell you something. When you start standing with Jesus, Jesus, you got to guard some things. You have to put on the helmet of salvation. Hey, hey, why? Why this helmet is so important? Because Satan is going to try to get into your mind. And when he gets into your mind, actually the battle is in your mind. That's where everything is settled at. When you get your mind under control, he says, oh, 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 Romans 7, 23 is rolling to me. Romans 17, he says, I see another war warring against me, trying to bring my mind into captivity.
captivity. He says, there's, some, there's two things going on at the same time. Uh, part of me is saved. All of me is saved. But part of me wants to keep doing what I used to do because, because there's another one. And, and, and the Bible says to Simon, Simon, Satan wants to sift you. He says, even though you're saved, I'm still trying to pull you back. But you know, just because you're saved, Satan ain't trying to let you go. Yeah. He, say, he says, he says, he says, you got to understand this gospel is so important that when we preach the gospel, we preach to the sin sick soul. Luke, Pastor, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. I preach it to the poor. He has, he has, he has healed the broken, broken hearted and he has deliverance for the captives and recovering for the sight for the blind. Wait a minute. I've been anointed. That means that we have been given the power and the authority to proclaim not our message, but his message. And long as we lift up the name of Jesus. He says, if you lift up the name of Jesus, it's not that we draw. He said, I'll draw all men unto thee. The reason why many churches are growing in record number size because they're tickling them on their ears, but the church don't have much power. But if we start lifting up the name of Jesus, we'll get more power in the church. I don't know why you think you're supposed to come here and have a seat. This is not a movie theater where you get popcorn. Everybody here has a purpose. And when you realize your purpose, you'll draw somebody. When you realize that God's word is really spoken, and you, you'll go home this afternoon and you tell somebody, you ought to been there. <laughs> you ought to been there. You ought to been there when he signed my name. You ought to been there when he lifted me up out of Maury Clay. You ought to been there when I couldn't get my left foot in front of my right foot. You ought to been there when they scandalized my name. You ought to been there when everybody talked about me. Everybody but Jesus. But you ought to been there when my name was written in the Lamb Book of Life. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Because when your name is written in, no one can write it out. Because when your name is signed, sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ, you have that blessed assurance I was talking about. When you realize that the blood, the greatest blood transfusion that was ever was done in history is not what we call by a man, but the only real blood transfusion that I've ever had, that I ever needed was the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and when I accepted the blood of Jesus Christ. It went in one arm and it spread to the other arm but I still had some blood clots because I still wasn't getting things together. But when I started reading the word of God, it opened up some veins and showed me this part of me that wasn't right. And when I plead the blood of Jesus on it, it unclawed that lane. And then when I couldn't move that arm too well, this arm got a little bit sick. And then I started trying to lift holy hands, but I couldn't lift holy hands because this hand was still in some mess. And then I had to plead the blood of Jesus and ask for another blood tracer. Lord, he said, I don't give a second blood transfusion. What I want to do is I want to shift the blood. And when he shifted the blood over to the other side, I was able to lift up holy hands. And when I started lifting up holy hands, he was able to help me. And now I lift up holy hands. I give him praise in the morning. I give him praise in the evening. Why? Because he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. If he's all right with you, say he's all right. Ain't he all right? Yeah, yeah. 
world ain't all right because my God is able. He's able. He's able. What he done for me, he'll do for you. He'll do for you. He'll do for you. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yeah. I know he's done it. Greater works we have yet to see. God is up to something. I want to thank you on my way out because you showed me some things as I was going through. Do you understand the whole time where God was working with me, I couldn't see a thing, but God was placing me in the right position. I thank God for children's church. I thank God for Sunday school. I thank God for every little ministry that I got involved in because the truth of the matter, right now, even right now, everything that I touch from this house has been put in place at Miami Baptist Church because of this man. He knows how to listen to the command call of the word of God. I thank you, Pastor Venice, but I thank you for listening to the word of God and being directed by the Holy Spirit. Too many pastors, they want to raise up preachers, but they don't want to pour in. I got to go now because if I go there, I could preach a little bit longer. Too many guys, they, they want them to stand on the board. They want to look big. They want to look big. They want to look big, but they don't want to pour nothing in. But I thank you for pouring something in because of what you poured into me. I can now pour out because I was empty when I first started talking to you, but you filled my cup. And now that it overflows with the word of God, God is good and good all the time. Yes, he is. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God, a God who's able. He's able to keep us from falling. Even when you do fall, I like what he does. He comes down and lifts you up. You can't fall no Lord in Jesus Christ. <laughs> Because when you fall down there, you're not by yourself. Oh, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shallow of death. Let me help somebody else. In order to see a shadow, there's got to be a light. <laughs> the only way you can see a light is because it's the light of Jesus. When I was down in the valley, Jesus was still looking over me, watching me, keeping me, holding me, placing 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 me. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something about that gospel. There's something about that gospel. It delivers folks. There's something about gospel. It'll take the bondage off of things. If you've been chained up, unchain yourself. Don't be chained to your mind. Have a transfusion. Be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Oh, oh let me help somebody else. I'm trying to stop business, but they just won't let me. Yeah. They want to stop, but they won't let me. I know that sometimes we as Christians, we want to say things. When we do things, we justify. We say, that's just the way I am. Let me get out of here. You must be talking about your old you because the Bible strictly says that you have been transformed. Behold, old things are passed away and all things are new. So I can't use that excuse as a Christian because behold, old things are passed away and everything that I do is new. I walk new, I talk new, I shout new, I run new. Everything that I do is new. That everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Lift him up, lift him up till he comes from eternity. Yeah, hey, go ahead. Mm, yeah, my God, my God, my God. Somebody open the door. Somebody open the door, sir. Open the door, sir. Mm.